Welcome back to the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller coming to you on Wednesday, October 9th. Thanks for joining us. Let's take a look macro because things are starting to get a little quieter. We're going to move out of these Pluto-Saturn squares. We still have a couple, and the big one coming up is going to be when when Mars moves over. We'll address that. That's not for a little while not to be worried about today. We are on the waning side of the square between the Sun in Libra and Saturn in Capricorn, but the Sun is now closing in on Pluto. So the wonky that you're feeling, eh, there you go. We still have another, what, 11 days of Saturn and Neptune. This one is a big one. This was that big square that we've been talking about that was going to be around for about a month where we kind of put an unusual twist on things. So that little bit of of unexpected wonky that you're feeling, that's coming from that Jupiter. And it has Jupiter a bit muted or, what shall we say, a little bit... Um, snippy. In other words, I'll give you your rabbit's foot, but it's going to come with a price and it will be on my terms (laughs) what that price is. That's kind of the attitude of Uranus and, and Jupiter. There's a lot more on that. And in fact, if you wanted to do a deep dive, I would start with Jamie Partridge's articles on Astrology King. He always writes great stuff. But a good Google search around Uranus-Jupiter conjunction, it doesn't happen very often, like every about seven years. I've so far, knock on glass tabletop, I have enjoyed the Jupiter-Uranus semi-square. It's a semi-square, not a square. But uh, I've enjoyed that so far. It's kind of been, uh, I guess, lighter. Maybe, Maybe if you set your intentions otherwise, you kind of catch the playful side of that as well. Remember, in astrology, everything is based on duality and isn't our life based on duality. We have seasons, we have swings, we have periods, and some of them are shorter in term. Those are the faster-moving planets represented by. Some of them are seasons represented by the slower-moving planets. It's just a beautiful picture of, of our life and what happens on Earth. Now, let's look ahead a little bit. Because as we move through October into November and December, really the next big thing that's going to happen is a lunar eclipse on January 10th. And then also on that day is when Pluto and Saturn hit 22 degrees in Capricorn. And then on Sunday, January 12th is when they will be in perfect alignment. Now, as I've said on here a bunch of times, that day may come and go. The energy is now. It is building. We are in it. It's going to be slow to unfold. So that's not one that you go, oh, there's, you know, like super precise energy. It's a big macro setup. But yes, shifts are happening, are they not? We're reading the headlines every day. But walking back from that early slash mid-January monumental event What do we have in store? Well, this coming Sunday is uh, the full moon. It happens at 5.09 p.m. New York time, and that will be in Aries. But of note that's kind of interesting is that this full moon is going to be in a void of course moon. Now, we've talked about that. I don't bring it up very often because it's not something that I personally follow too much, but 
what a void, of course, is, is when the moon is in a sign. So right now it's in Aries or Sunday. This weekend it will be in Aries. That when the moon has crossed its last aspect, remember, because the moon moves so quickly, it's always kind of bouncing around off of other planets' energies, depending on how things are distributed in the chart. When, it, when there are no more aspects for the moon to hit with other planets, and it's making its way out of a sign, that period is called the void of course. There are people who follow this religiously and interpret it as there's no real oomph energy in your life to move things forward during that time. So you might as well use it as kind of a restructuring, resting, uh, getting papers off your desk, like do the unimportant things. I've looked at that from both sides. And, and I mean, practical question number one is I live a pretty busy life. How can you shut things down like that on that kind of... Sometimes it lasts for a couple of hours, and sometimes it can be a chunk of chunks of days. And in our world, I just think there's a practicality of that. And also, I like to pattern things and see what's consistent. And I'm using my own life as the test tube for that, right? And social media and friends and the various things that you hear and see. And that's one of the things that tipped my attention so strongly toward Pluto's Saturn is... Just seeing and hearing things going on in others' lives, reading the headlines every day and realizing that the characteristics of how you would describe Saturn and Pluto, Pluto-Saturn, in conjunction, and then looking at the history of it, and then seeing what's playing out in the world right now, like, okay, there's something going on here. But, you know, I just haven't been able to pattern voids, of course, like if you take a certain action not void, of course. Does that work out better than a void, of course? But anyway, could we say that this full moon might be a little less potent? I don't know. That's an interesting discussion because it's in Aries, which is the big power fire sign, and it's void, of course. Makes it kind of an interesting twist on that, doesn't it? Then after the full moon, the moon will move into Taurus on Monday afternoon, 12.23 p.m. if you're taking notes. That's New York time. Then the third week of October, we start to move things more into Scorpio. The sun moves in, joining Venus and Mercury. The moon also moves in. And then the next big marker will be Mercury retrograde. Oh, gosh, oh, my. It will be in Scorpio on Halloween Day. All my Scorpio friends are asking, what's it going to be like for this Mercury retrograde? It'll be like all the rest of them. <laughs> it's going to be what you intend. So don't get all spooked up about it. It's just a just a marker. It just is what it is. But we will be experiencing some, some uh, fun energy as we move into early November. November otherwise and December are really pretty quiet. We'll move on things into Capricorn. But another one of those planetary shifts is pretty important because in early December, Jupiter moves into Capricorn. Like we were talking about yesterday, when a planet moves from its home sign, which right now Jupiter is, is in Sagittarius, its home sign, moves into that next one. It moves from light and fiery and playful and exploratory and traveling and moving around Sagittarius into structured, grounded, earthy, stay at home and get things done, make sure that it's done right, ruled by Saturn the disciplinarian, Capricorn, 
Well, Jupiter be having mouth around the back of the Feels what that interpretation was. It's going to feel stifled. <laughs> it's going to feel muffled, and that's going to be a big shift. So our little rabbit's foot planet has had some challenges here in the last half of its track through its home sign after it turned direct again with the square with Uranus, and it was squared Mars, so now it's going to be muffled in Capricorn. So those things that you really want to keep moving between now and December 2nd really mash the gas because you have Jupiter with you. The tailwind is with you. The force is with you. So that's kind of a macro look at the rest of the fall. I'm going to shift some things up on here, and we'll be talking about more favorable energy. We've been through so many challenges. Is it just not a, ooh, we'll take it, some relief before Saturn-Pluto. All right? So that's kind of what it's looking like. Have a great Wednesday. I'll see you tomorrow on the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me today.